The Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back. It's Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. Yep, I'm Marissa Q. Payne. And I am Dr. James Payne, and I'm super excited to have you with us for another exciting episode of Life, Love, and Leadership. If this is your first time listening, where have you been? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the party. A word of advice, you need a notebook for this podcast because in between all the laughing, we tend to drop some real nuggets, tips, tools, resources you can use In life, love, and leadership. So grab a pen, hit the subscribe or follow button, and uh, don't miss an episode. Happy Bear. Yes, dear. What's the big idea? Well, today's big idea, we're going to be talking about boundaries in marriage. Kind of what they are. Oh, part two. Yeah, yeah. How you define them, uh, why they're necessary, and how to protect them and still stay married. Uh, (laughs) So this isn't external. This is actually within. This is within your relationship. So within your marriage or intimate partner relationship, uh, there needs to be boundaries for that to be effective. Listen to me. Get the notebook and the tea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is serious. Yes. So I can't wait to get into that. But as always, (laughs) before I get into that, I've got to know what is going on in that curly head of yours. Listen, you hair could be a whole episode by itself. We are not. I am not my hair. (laughs) I'm going to resist the urge to talk about my frustration around his hair situation. But it looks good, though. Thank you. I've been growing it and I usually keep it really, really low. But I grew it for the wedding and um, I decided I wanted to, you know, see where it takes me. Mm. But I'm not a big hair person. So now it requires some attention and maintenance and carrying on. And Mm. I know you can't really relate to that. Wow. (laughs) So what is it about you coming for me? (laughs) Let me explain something to you. Let me back you up off me. Here's the deal, baby. My bald is sexy. It's so sexy. You hear me? So you better appreciate this bald head. I do that because what I love so much is um, how you have just come into yourself, mm. you know, like you just embraced it, you yes. know, and I, I just think that's adorable. So that's why I bring it up all yes. the time. You know, part of the reason I embraced it because I couldn't find Hans Wyman phone number. What? <laughs> the hair replacement company. No, I'm playing. <laughs> These are jokes. These are jokes. Listen, you have options. Yes, you, you do. know, you definitely have options. They are doing it now. <laughs> and I know this this is your time, but I have literally seen dudes uh draw like the hairline ball fades. Get the get they doing weaves full on. It's crazy. And it's no judgment to each his own. To each so his own. I love. Yeah. I love your distinguished look. I love that salt and pepper beard Come you on. got going. Keep like, talking, girl. That's why I bring it up all the time. Real talk. I just, it's like a little, you know, it's okay. a little thing. So you're trying to get at me is, is, <laughs> is what that's about. You want some special quality time. Okay. Show over. No. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so predictable. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about what's on, <laughs> we're talking about what's on your mind, baby. What's yes. on your mind? 
So there has been like this communication, um, like memes and like topics that I've seen in social uh, quite a bit that I wanted to talk about. And that is like, do you take um, a guy who says he will pay off all your student loans? Mm. Um, He's proposing to you by paying off all your student loans, but he didn't give you a ring. What do you do? Um, is this a real question? This this has been the conversation that's been circulating Alyssa, out there. I haven't seen this conversation, <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'll take. <laughs> Sign right here <laughs> and let's have a nice life. Right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm just like That's crazy. I mean for I'm not even going to say that. That's not funny. But for a second, I was like, is he still available? Mm. <laughs> I'm just teasing. See, I'm teasing. I'm just, it's jokes. It's jokes. That joke ain't funny. But, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I like, I could divorce him real quick and then come back to you. Because the student loan thing. Move on. Okay, okay. Move okay. on. <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, it, the notion is, um, and and some people are like, I want my ring, mm. you know, um, and so, and everybody, not everybody. So there are many schools of thought around this. Some people are like, absolutely, yes, pay the loans off so we can start our life and forget the ring. I can buy my own ring, you know, and other people are like, don't lower your standards, um, you know, you want what you want, get the ring. Mm. Um, you get, you deserve both. You deserve everything. Um, and I just thought it was a really interesting, uh, debate that I thought I, we would bring into the podcast. Yeah, it is an interesting debate, uh, because to be completely honest with you, and I've shared this with you, I know men and women place different values on wedding bands and rings and that sort of thing. Uh, but you know, my, my wedding ring is relatively inexpensive. I don't really need or see a lot of value in a really, really expensive band. You do. Um, and so, yeah, I think definitely skip the ring and, uh, you know, go with the pragmatic. It's funny because I think we've talked about it before. It, I, I definitely wanted an upgrade mm-hmm. and it took. You definitely got an upgrade. I definitely got an upgrade after 23, 22 or 23 years. It Don't took, put my business in the street. I'm just saying it took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I had to make sure you was the one. <laughs> It took a minute and it was on our <laughs> list for like a long time, you yeah. know, many, many years. Yeah. Um, but we prioritize, mm-hmm. you know, purchases, major purchases. And so it just it she just stayed there on the list. But part of the issue for me is like it's it, it, it correlates with my watch for me. Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't really add any value at all, mm-hmm. and it's. Just, I think it's a worthy argument because it's like where where did that come from? And not everybody is, you know, people are doing tattoos, people are resisting diamonds altogether, yes. and make sure and they're doing conflict free diamonds. Yeah, and I've um, seen a lot of women just wearing just straight bands, just no doing bands, you know. So we are definitely progressing from that. Um, so you're being archaic by. I, 
listen, <laughs> I, I want, I mean, and I do think that to some extent there was a socialization mm-hmm. um, of, uh, you know, sort of what it, what it represents. Sure. And it's materialistic, yeah. you know, um, no, no doubt. Um, and, you know, in, you know, certain circles and, you know, when you're, it's a representation mm-hmm. of a permanent representation of, um, it shouldn't be, but people judge and look and, you know, um, it was, and I wore a, you know, diamond dust ring, I call it for many, many years, mm. uh, proudly, you know, my, your, the ring that you got me when we were engaged, um, the first time around, you know, I was proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was proud uh, to wear it. And um, over time, after sitting in rooms where, you know, my ring was looked down on, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> so um, that is really that sort of peer pressure, socialized yeah. peer pressure is what really made me um, want to upgrade. And I was, you know, 19 mm-hmm. or 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so what I wanted at 20 and what I wanted at, you know, 30 was different. I, yeah. get, I get to upgrade a little bit, right? So I upgraded. So I feel like, you know, it would, my ring could upgrade. No, I get that, that uh, peer pressure and good, bad, and different. It exists. Uh, like what Kanye West had to say about it. We all self-conscious are just the first to admit it. Yeah. Uh, because I, mean, I, I can't I get be that. on stage with Michelle. You know, just I mean, yes, I you can actually could be. because I've seen Michelle's hand on stage and she doesn't wear anything notable. But that don't mean she ain't got it. See how, pe- or <laughs> it doesn't mean that she has the same mindset <laughs> or values it the Michelle, same way. <laughs> can you please share with us your ring? <laughs> we need now, inquiring minds want to know. Now Michelle been on a world tour with a very basic. Be, right. And and it goes. And I, I think that that is um, philosophical. Right. Or ethical, probably for her. Or. And. She just don't value <laughs> diamonds the way you do. And I suspect that she 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 got it. All right. When they when we have them on the show, we'll find out. We're going to find out, baby. Yes. <laughs> but um, I think, again, when you are um, again, we were young, very young. Um, and then now that we are old, <laughs> er, um, I think what we want and what we put value in are different. Yeah. You know? And so if you are just entering it, I think it's an important conversation, right, to think about what really matters. Mm. You know, um, is it, you know, establishing, you know, if you don't have a home, right, right you don't own a house, um, you might not want to make a thousands upon thousands dollar investment in a ring, right? right? That's a down payment right? Um, in something that appreciates, which the ring, you know, maintains her value as well. But um, you really do need to kind of have... But for clarity of our listeners, maintaining value and appreciating are two distinguishable things. True. Yeah. True. Um, so, you know, I think that not putting... Uh, emphasis in things just because of socialization or mm. peer pressure. Definitely. Um, we all know you can want expensive things for expensive things purposes. And I know you're not arguing with that. No, I never would argue with that. <laughs> or just because you like it and you get to like it. If you, if you like it and you want it, like at least you get with a ring, you wear it 
every day. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, so so being wanting something that brings you joy and makes you feel good, yeah. you know, that, that was kind of my thing with the upgrade. I was just like... You know, um, yes, love the man, love the marriage, um, and would love to love the ring too. Yeah. Um, but it's not so significant that I can't wait until we are in a financially stable enough place where I can do something. And mm. actually, when we did it, you wanted to go further than I was comfortable going because yeah. I didn't want to walk around. Right. Because with... I was just like, you know, let me just hit this thing clear out of the stadium, <laughs> not just over the fence. <laughs> let me hit it out of the stadium. So I never had to come back here. And I didn't want to do that. And uh, yeah. And now I'm like, mm, okay. maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I didn't want to be gaudy. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, two and three carrots was yeah. gaudy. And so I didn't I didn't want to do that. But yeah. I'm open to it now for the record. Okay. <laughs> Heard. Um, so that's that's the pettiness that's on my mind today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. you've been thinking about? So I've been thinking about uh, academic credentialing. Oh. And yeah, yeah. So I've been thinking about uh, with our everything that's that's happening and we, we're still working to get a, our last kid out of college mm -hmm. and college is changing. Uh, the landscape will never be the same, I think. Uh, and with all this online learning that's taking place. So there's always been this thing called uh, massively open online courses where some of the most elite colleges and universities across the globe really offered free uh, courses to students to take their classes online. Mm -hmm. And you only had to pay if you wanted to actually have the actual uh, degree or the actual certificate that came with that training. Mm, but and you so, could get the knowledge for free. But you could get the knowledge yes. for free. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, okay, as the world continues to shift with this new normal uh, and campuses are deciding whether or not they can be on campus or not, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, how is this going to play out uh, long term in terms of how people go about uh, identifying jobs, how companies determine what is success. Mm. You know, historically, it's been if you have uh, received this academic degree from this institution and this discipline, this is success. Come on in. Yeah. So how does that change? I'm so in, glad in it's this changing. Environment? I'm grateful that it's changing as well. Uh, because the, the cost of college, I don't have to tell you as the mama uh, of, of a group, you know, we input three through. So I don't got to tell you how expensive it is. But mm -hmm. I, I'm just thinking about how this is going to change things and even the playing field, because yes. anybody can get the knowledge, uh, even if you can't afford to pay for the piece of paper. Yeah, I this pandemic is really um illuminating some of the things that, you know, my colleagues in the um, equity consulting space have been bringing up and knowing and working towards for a long time, you know, standardized testing. Mm. So that was like the thing that determined whether you got in or you didn't get in or how much money you got. And yeah. now they're test exempt, mm -hmm. right? Because they had to be. So how important was it really, yeah. right? Or degree required yeah. on um, a job um, that doesn't, that you're going to do to provide the training or you just need the knowledge to begin with. Yeah. It's just, it has just been a way to separate yeah. and keep out um, pe the people, people yeah. of color in particular, mm -hmm. um, people um, without, you know, significant means yeah. uh, financially. And so now 
we're having to face those realities, what had been established as norms and truths mm-hmm. about credibility in our society. And I, I love it. I'm like, these walls must must come, come down. down. Yeah, it, it's dismantling this whole country club environment, yeah. if you will, and kind of leveling things out because everything now needs to go onto an online uh, platform and that evens things out. Uh, a little bit. Now we just have to focus on making sure everybody has access to the technology to right. get to the online That's what I was like. It's not quite even yeah. yet, but we're we're headed in a direction where the definitely the ivory tower has to confront itself. Definitely. And uh, and I love it. Yeah, definitely. So that's what's on my mind. Then I'm like, what are, do we get to go back? Because like I said, the student loans are real. Because <laughs> we bought into it, yeah. you know, and it did not deliver mm. um, as promised. Um, and, you know, it's like, ugh. So I'm excited for the Gen Z generation yeah. and the one that comes, you know, my TT Babies generation. Definitely. And what that means for them. Um, that, you know, because the silent generation, when they went to college, it was in line with what they could make in the marketplace. Mm. And that left a long time ago and it just kept getting further and further inaccessible just to keep people out. And now, you know, trades and technology and and knowledge and skill, um, you can make much more money, you know, either in entrepreneurship or having a skilled trade than you can with a bachelor's degree from a four-year university. It's like means... Yeah, and, and the, the number one strategy of um, um, most colleges and universities, if there is ever a budget shortfall, is just raise tuition. Like it's the easiest uh, thing to do, and that's what it's terrible. Yeah, so many do. It's terrible. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what's on my mind. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. So for this week's fight of the week, I want to talk about uh, cheating. And just kind of oh, have no. some <laughs> have some debate <laughs> about the issue, uh, and kind of add some frame, help people clarify uh, perhaps what's cheating, uh, what's the line uh, for cheating? Uh, is it merely an act uh, of um, physical uh, a physical act? Uh, obviously, we know there's physical cheating, there's emotional cheating, um, but but kind of what's the line to cheating, and how do you? Uh, determine when that line has been crossed. Okay, I, I like that. So let's dig into it. Um, I always say the bigger question is, what do you do about it? Mm. Um, so we can talk about what it is, but I think the thing that challenges relationships the most, um, we can debate about whether it is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. But the bigger question is, what do you do about it? You know, um, so, OK, so, OK, it was emotional cheating. Now what? You know, um, what does that mean? Does that automatically mean we break up? You know, does that mean I go bust the windows out your car? You know, what what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but but yes, we can start with defining it if we must. But I think more importantly is what do we do about it? So, okay. so let's start first with defining it. So defining cheating, I would define cheating as uh, anything that is beyond the scope of agreement and expectation in your relationship. So you have 
uh, an expectation that I will drive past uh, all these people houses and park in my garage every night only <laughs> right okay and, and, and literally and figuratively <laughs> and breaking that expectation puts me outside of the agreement uh, and so that that's kind of how I define it in broad strokes is just having uh, anything outside of that generalized expectation and agreement that you've established in your relationship uh, for what commitment means to you Yes. So Webster's Dictionary okay. defines cheating sure. as to act dishonestly or unfairly in order to gain an advantage. Hmm. Um, so I think when you think about, you know, cheating on a test in college, for yeah. example, um, we know what that is. Right. Right. If you. You know, use somebody else's paper. If mm -hmm. you looked at somebody else's paper, if you used your cell phone to enter, you know, mm -hmm. um, to gain an, an advantage, yep. um, whatever that advantage is. So mm -hmm. I think that that's why it's more than just physical. Mm. Um, it's the acting dishonestly mm -hmm. um, or unfairly. Yeah. Right. That if if I were in the room, would you be doing that? Mm. Um, in your intimate partner relationship. And if, if you weren't, then, then you're definitely over the line mm -hmm. and could be considered cheating um, because you are looking to fulfill a need right. that you committed for me and us to feel together. Mm -hmm. um, and you're doing it in a way. A need or desire. Yeah, that you wouldn't do um, if I were there. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know uh, you are... So, across the line. So say that definition for me one more time. Act dishonestly mm -hmm. or unfairly in mm -hmm. order to gain an advantage. Gain an advantage. That's what I was looking for. And so I'm thinking about uh, so porn, strip clubs, uh, whether or not Ooh. that is considered cheating because it, it, Am I gaining, not me personally, mm -hmm. just to clear that up. I don't want you to throw no shoes over here. Why would I throw shoes? Because you're a violent person. On this <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so porn, strip clubs, uh, is the person gaining an advantage um, some type of way in their relationship if they're engaging in things that gives them uh, a physical release outside mm. of the marriage relationship? Uh, but but they're not necessarily uh, uh, touching the person. So masturbation or whatever the case may be uh, with porn and or strip clubs, uh, is that cheating? You know, and just kind of processing through that based on the way it's defined, mm -hmm. it sounds like it's giving that person an advantage uh, because they're getting a desire met that's meant to be met in mm -hmm. intimate partner relationship outside of that intimate partner well, relationship. Well, I think it, you, you take in the B clause, but then I think the determination is the A clause, which is acts dishonestly. Mm. So... You know, some couples do porn and strip clubs together. That's and agreement. That's, that's agreement. So that's there's agreement. nothing dishonest about that. Mm -hmm. You know, if that fits the the boundaries of your relationship, do you, yeah. you know? Um, however, if it doesn't and you're not honest about it, if you go into the strip club and you lying about it, mm. right? You doing lap dances and you said you was at work. Mm-hmm. You cheating. And you took all the rent money and spent it on Tanya. 
And now my baby boy can't get no similar. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know, people often think that cheating is all physical or all emotional. Uh, but physical is what immediately comes to mind. But it could also be financial, yeah. uh, you know, taking <laughs> your resources uh, and lowering your equity position because you're taking money uh, and spending it on gratifying yourself. Right. I got I have this bucket over here, but I keep a stash over here for myself. Right. 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 Or that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Right. That's acting dishonestly. Mm. Um, again, if we agree that we're going to have, you know, my money, your money money, our money, right. that's on the up and up. If we agree that we have household money and I don't know you got a separate stash that you're working on on the side, yeah. that's cheating. So I think what I hear you saying, and ultimately I think I'm coming to agreement on this, is cheating, we're going to go along with this definition, is about uh, acting dishonest. Yeah. Uh, because being dishonest means that you're acting outside of agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like knowingly, mm-hmm. knowingly being um, dishonest in the confines of your relationship for your own gain, mm. I would say, is a solid definition. And that comes in more ways than just sex. Yeah. Um. And so, again, that's the definition, mm-hmm. right? Broadly, the question is, what do you do about it? Yeah. You know, um, what happens when you do it? And what happens when it's done to you? Well, I think it depends on the individual. Uh, and I think it depends on uh, everybody's tolerance level to pain. So uh, there are uh, some people where at the very sniff of cheating, the mm-hmm. relationship is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are other people uh, who... Which is why the divorce rate is so high. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't... And I don't think we're suggesting that uh, either way is right or wrong per mm-hmm. se. It's not a right or wrong issue. Uh, it, it's just a matter of fact that uh, some people have a, a higher a pain threshold to go through more turbulent times in relationship than do other people? Well, I I would say not a right or wrong, but it is um, an opportunity, a maturity opportunity about being clear when you make a commitment Mm -hmm. about what you're committing to. Yeah. You know, whether you, you know, believe in marriage um, from a faith perspective or just a partnership perspective or you just do intimate partner relationship, when you make a commitment to the relationship, Mm -hmm. right, you you come in with commitment and honesty. And um, so I do think that walking away at the first sniff of something not going your way or feeling like someone betrayed you mm. um, is a little immature. Yeah, but this is what I know for sure, uh, based on just years of us counseling and working with couples. Uh, you can get a divorce, you can break a relationship and marry another human being, and that human being is going to disappoint you in some way as well. Exactly. It may not be in the exact same way that the other person disappointed you. It may be, but (laughs) you will be disappointed by the new person as well. Yeah. Uh, And so I think the maturity piece you're talking about is recognizing that disappointment is part of that relationship experience and being able to work through uh, disappointments and kind of come back together. 
Yeah, because we we we're we're not perfect. We have our and there's always a reason, yeah. right? So if I've acted dishonestly or unfair, and because I'm I'm good, you know, the money thing. There's definitely been times in our relationship where, you know, I didn't feel safe or comfortable in the relationship, and I would you know use the money, um, and and not bring full disclosure, you know, um, or like you know, grandma used to go shopping, keep the stuff in the trunk, you know. Mm-hmm. Now don't tell grandpa about this. That's you know? hilarious. <laughs> So, um, so that, you know, that was there. And then if you get, you know, busted, right. You gotta, you gotta own up to that. You know, some men are like, I can't trust her. Mm. So it's over right at the first sign. And it's just like, well, is it over or is it something y'all need to talk about and give the person an opportunity to grow, right. To admit their mistake, um, and to make adjustments Mm -hmm. so that you work through it. Um, a lot of times people are just giving up at the first sign of, you know, something happening without giving time to really kind of work through things. Yeah. So it's growth and helping your relationship uh, become stronger uh, because the real deal is everything that goes through resistance becomes stronger. Mm-hmm. Period. What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's, What's the, the big, big idea? <laughs> so for today's big idea, I want to talk about boundaries in marriage and intimate partner relationships. Uh, I think it's so important that we understand that even in the confines of marriage uh, and being in intimate partner relationships, that there still needs to be boundaries for us to have effective relationship. So uh, you and I recently have have gone through um, a soul retreat uh, individually to kind of unearth and unpack uh, some uh, childhood issues we were still kind of working our way through. And we're, we're committed to uh, living our best life and positioning ourselves to get all the junk out of the way so that we can live out our purpose and, and make sure that, you know, we're there. Uh, and, you know, within that context, there are certain things that, you know, I covered with uh, my therapist that's between me and my therapist and certain things that you covered with your therapist that are between you and your therapist. Wait, so I think it's, you didn't tell me everything that happened in your <laughs> session? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, because, and, and I think that's important from a boundary standpoint, because, you know, when you think about it, do, do you feel like um, spouses have rights to everything in their partner's head? Never. Never? <laughs> of course not. And, and I don't think that's healthy either. Uh, there, there needs to be some mind space that's yours and yours alone. I don't have a right uh, to every thought that you have uh, or anything like that. Uh, and so I think that's healthy. I'm so glad you, you're saying this. This is probably going to derail the conversation. Mm-hmm. But we have this rule that may need to be revisited based it, on what you just said. And I know said. exactly where Ex- you're going. Exactly. And it probably do. But I am going to say, <laughs> nope, let me let you get it out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So we have this rule that you can't like start a thought and uh-huh. take it back. Yes. Right? So you know how when you say... You know, uh, and then you're like, no, never mind. Like in our house, you can't do that. It's like, no, if you started it, you got to finish it. Tell me what you were thinking, blah, blah, blah. However, of late, it seems like when that has happened Mm -hmm. and I've, you know, you purse and I'm just like, no, really, it's a not, you know, it's not a good idea, but you persist. And if I don't tell you, 
you know, you get upset. And then when I do tell you, you get upset, which is why I pulled it back because I knew it wasn't necessarily productive or what have you. So it's like, mm, I think it's time we revisit that rule. I don't know if we need to revisit the rule. What we do need to revisit is making sure that you (laughs) don't wait. Follow your own advice. Don't start none. Won't be so. Don't start it if okay, you're not going to. Okay, but gonna... I can't control that. Like I, I can start to say it, and then I'm like, mm, you, that's not productive or what. Like I, I need to be able to have the space to self correct uh-huh. in a without. That's true. You know, because I'm like, mm. that's true. So I'm cool with revisiting that rule as <sighs> long as we can revisit it on both sides of the street. Because you too will come to me and be like, no, no, no. What were you going to say? Uh, and so, okay, yeah. I, f- I see that, but I don't, I don't like that idea. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that then if that happens, then we have to say, okay, if I say it, you don't get to respond to it yeah. because for the record, I'm not saying it. Something like that. What do you think? <sighs> okay, we can play with that. I think, you know, we got to iron it out a little bit more. I'm not completely (laughs) sold on that as a solution, but I'm open to continuing the conversation and ironing that out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what were we talking about? (laughs) So we were talking about boundaries uh, in marriage and intimate partner relationships. And so first off, having emotional boundaries. And we agreed that your spouse does not, you don't owe your spouse everything that's in your head. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Making sure that you had some sacred space. Uh, to be an individual in your head. Mm. Uh, I think the other piece there uh, is physical boundaries. Mm. And so I think it's important to uh, understand that, like, I don't have the right. If you if you got a headache, you ain't in the mood or you generally just don't want to be touched at the moment. I don't have a right to say, well, you my husband, you just, you know, got to do whatever I say and let's go. Um Because you have the right to have that physical boundary and that physical space. Um, Now, ideally, you know, it it wouldn't be that way all the time, but you definitely do have the right to have some physical boundary and some physical space. That you just said something. Y'all got to know books. (laughs) (laughs) You just said something right there, because I think that in the faith community, definitely there is. Scripture that people use to say, you know, your body's not your own, and basically you got to do, yeah, you know, um, that that text is kind of manipulated to mm-hmm. say you you can't say no. And I think you have to be so faith is a tricky and dangerous thing when, particularly when you're interpreting it, because I mean these are the the same pieces of scripture that we refer to where literally men sent their daughters out to be raped by other men mm. <laughs> to avoid uh, having other men be raped. So mm. the judgment of the people in the scripture was not always the soundest, <laughs> you know, if, if we can just be honest and transparent. Uh, and so I think as we bring uh, scripture pr- present day uh, into a well-thought, well-reasoned uh, platform, a woman, a man has fidelity of their own body and and the ability to make determinations and judgments about what's right for their own body, even within the confines of marriage. Yeah, I think the other thing that makes me think about is, you know, unfortunately, there are relationships where your body is used to, you know, your body sex in particular is used to manipulate in the relationship. Mm -hmm. 
And then that's like, oh, that's a whole other thing, yeah. you know, being in an intimate partner relationship mm-hmm. with no sex. Yes. Um, for a long time, yep. you know, and I know that that happens out there um, as well. And so, yes, I absolutely positively agree. If I don't feel like being touched, I don't want to be touched. Yeah. Um, and if I am committed to this relationship, um, I have a responsibility, right? So it's one thing if I'm just tired tonight. Um, it's another thing if I'm I'm not in the relationship right. and I don't ever want you touching me, mm. but I'm still staying in the relationship. Mm. Um, that's, that's another thing. Yeah. Cause like you, it's interesting. Cause I feel like you can be sensitive. Um, if you touch, you know, if I say, Oh, don't, you know, don't touch me. You, you get your little feelings hurt. Well, I want to know what the deal is. <laughs> the deal is I don't want to be touched right well, now. That's true. That's the deal. <laughs> That's the deal. You don't want to be touched right now. And then you'll get mad. Well, I don't, I, it's just shocking to me. Gotcha. You. you know, because I just I love your touch so much. You just the nerve of me to actually. That's your love language. <laughs> I'm just going by what you told me. Yes. And sometimes I don't want to be touched. Right. And so that's why I'm like, huh? You don't want to be touched. I know Then you get mad, which is like hilarious. Uh, do me. I get mad? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I won't argue the point. <laughs> I won't argue the point. Offended, you know. So I love that you're teaching this. Yeah. um, Because, yeah, again, this show helps us just as much as everybody else. Absolutely. (laughs) And and then the last leg of the stool we'll cover uh, on boundaries today within marriage and intimate partner relationships is this idea of self-care and uh, having the right to engage self-care for Mm. yourself uh, as necessary outside of your partner if they want to come along. Excellent, uh, but definitely or not or not, but owning (laughs) self-care. And, and, you know, I used to say uh, that I'll take care of you and you take care of me. And I've kind of flipped that on his head now to say that I'll take care of me for you Mm -hmm. uh, so you don't have to. And you'll take care of you for me so I don't have to. Uh, and so self-care matters and is important uh, and being committed to uh, expending resources on self-care uh, so that you're able to take care of yourself. Like you just bought uh, a fairly expensive uh, piece of equipment that was important to your self-care. And, you know, I do other things that are important to my self-care. Uh, and, and it's just a, a boundary that we have to have for each other. You do. And I don't always love how. I don't get to define how you do it for you. Correct. You know, um, I think we can talk about it and kind of negotiate it. Um, but, you know, because because your self-care sometimes takes up time that I would like. Yeah. You know, you golf. Yep. <laughs> uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, when you come home, you, you know, bike. take a bike ride, etc. Um, and you know, sometimes I'm sad. I'm like, I want that time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that, you know, that you that you get that time. You rarely whine when I do when I do me. Well, I've come to like I think you do you more than I do me, but nah, see why you gotta make everything <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like you even if I did it more often, I don't think you would complain about it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, like I'm I'm cool with it. Like when we just did the rebuild uh, at the house and got your new office and stuff, I knew it was for you getting a new office at the house is like a kid getting a toy on Christmas Day. So I knew for you, you were basically going to sleep in the office for, the, <laughs> for at least the first week. I would come down, you propped over in your chair. 
you know, because your your office is laid out. Like oh it's, it's really, really, really nice. It's incredible. <laughs> it is really. I I noticed that challenge. Like now, there's like now that I have a great space to work from. Yeah. It's like, I never want to come out. I, and, and so I knew that about you. And so I just kind of built in in my head, okay, Aww. for at least the first four or five days, <laughs> she going to come to bed about, I don't know, two, three in the morning, or she going to sleep in her chair. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Know your you personnel. Didn't even say anything. Know your personnel. You got to know your person. I know my personnel. I know my personnel. So you're so, you're so great for me. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, baby. I love you too. Uh, so those are at least three boundaries that we want you to definitely spend some time uh, over the next week as homework, kind of processing and thinking through physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, and self-care boundaries, how you are uh, working to implement those things in your uh, life and relationship, and just spend some time processing uh, that over the next week. I think by now, you know, there's definitely a theme, like everything can be talked about and negotiated. Yes. Right. Like it's all of the stuff yes. <laughs> that comes up and you all please keep submitting your um, ideas and suggestions and challenges um, on the forum on successful Keep bring keep bringing it and we will continue to address it. Um, but but I think that the resounding theme is that talk about it. Right. Negotiate like process it um it can it can the it can be worked out like more stuff can be worked out than you ever imagined um if you show up authentically and express your feelings and and attack the problem not the person and these themes are like real yeah yeah. and uh i i love it i love this stuff absolutely all right so we are gonna call that a show thank you so much for listening um as always if you heard something that you think will benefit will you share it with someone don't keep it to yourself um we will see you on thursday and continue the conversation make sure you're subscribed and we look Look forward to seeing you next week. See you. Bye. This is Life, Love and Leadership. The Life, Love and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events or to get involved visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.